Radio Studio, the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I gotta say, I usually think the gatherings of world leaders are way overblown as news stories. Much of the time in my life. Uh, this is not a minor story. The the meeting that's going on right now with the uh, the, the the seven uh, the seven biggest economies in the world that aren't China uh, meeting as a as a way to try to figure out how to counter China and Russia, but specifically China, and it's it's a big deal. Oh, it's a huge deal. It's the only deal. But as I pointed out last hour, there are a lot of... uh, The U.S. is willing to back up its words with actions, with money, with a little bit of brawn. And the Euros, as usual, are like, yeah, yeah, you probably ought to do that. But uh, we we, we sell them a lot of cars, and we're kind of dependent on them. So, And and Putin gets us our natural gas. So, you know, thanks, but yeah. Added together, these seven countries represent 40% of the world's economy. So if they got together on something they could put some pretty pressure pretty pretty big pressure on the number two economy in the world uh but you know as you just mentioned the, the them getting together is, a, is a more difficult than it sounds well we try to get them to agree to a serious serious statement and then a set of actions saying we will not buy goods made by slaves if there's any slave labor forced labor involved we're out to which the euro said yeah, we should study this for a while. Yeah, we'll take a look at it. We'll get back to you, which is just unbelievable. You know, and the whole the the the, the theme of the media that oh, it's sure good to have Biden there because they all like Biden and they hated Trump. That thing really pisses me off because Trump did go out of his way sometimes to poke friends when it wasn't completely necessary. I thought, but just in general. Europe has screwed us so many times. This them not paying their bill for NATO, that's outrageous. And no, and no president ever held them to account on that. NATO, the most important alliance in the world. Oh, yeah, it's so important. You don't even ch- chuck in your tiny amount of money to keep it going, all you Euro countries. And Trump's the only person that called you on it. And then back, like, for instance, during the Iraq War, and a bunch of different examples of this, when we put sanctions on some of these countries, Iran's another good example. We put sanctions on some of these countries, and our freaking European allies, they go around the sanctions and continue to do business with enemies of the United States. And only Trump was ever willing to call them out on it. So, of course, they like Biden because he's not going to call them out on their crap. Yeah, yeah. Well, old Europe, in spite of its significance, and okay, so the G7 is still 40% of the the world's GDP. Most of us being us. Yeah, it was 75 or 80%, you know, 30 years ago, and that just illustrates how old Europe is in decline in so many ways. They don't have babies their economies are not growing with any dynamism. You got half of them are socialist and they just, their growth rates are pathetic and right. little innovation, the rest of it. Absolutely right. We need better friends. Well, the, the idea that uh, these countries that we all learn about in school books are still major players on the world stage, who freaking cares if the president of France likes our president? I don't care. Oh, no. I just assume he did, but it's not a major deal. I'm not going to lean out and slap him. No. But, uh, like you know. somebody on a rope line. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Something to talk about. So people talk about it. But I loved what you said about Condi Rice's analysis. Don't worry about the pageantry, especially the meeting with Putin, the, the theater of it. Who, who talks tough? Look down the road a couple of months. See what people are actually doing. 
as opposed to joint communiques full of fancy words. So one question was asked of uh, Anthony Blinken. He's the Secretary of State, and he went on all the shows yesterday. And uh, the question was asked on every show, should Vladimir Putin be given uh, a one-on-one with the president? And I thought his answer was decent in that we're the way the question was always posed was, you know, they're hacking our uh, they're hacking all our infrastructure. They're um, they they moved on Ukraine. They 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 back the guy in Belarus that forced the plane down, all this sort of stuff. So do you reward that? And his answer was, it's not a reward. We're having a meeting because of that stuff, not in spite of that stuff. And I think that's a pretty decent answer. Yeah. A come to Uncle Sam meeting, if you will. Yeah. You know, we'll see. I just, you know, they're going to, well, why don't we play that blinking clip? I think it's 30. Yeah, let's go. Clip 30. One of the things that uh, President Biden uh, will begin to test is whether uh, Russia is interested in a more stable, predictable relationship, which would be to, to everyone's benefit. But if not, if it continues to take reckless and aggressive actions directed at us or our allies and partners, the president's going to make clear that uh, we'll respond forcefully, as we did uh, in the case of election interference, the, the solar wind cyber hack, the attempt to uh, murder Mr. Mr. Navalny. Uh, so this is the beginning of uh, uh, testing the proposition about whether uh, Russia wants a more stable, predictable relationship itself, and whether in some areas where there's mutual uh, interest, we can uh, we can find some ways to cooperate. Going to test Putin's resolve. Well, I tell you what, I had a conversation the other night with a guy. He saw something online about a 30-foot crocodile, and he was describing this 30-foot. I guess it was an alligator. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's one of those uh, giant lizards. And uh, so this 30-foot crocodile is eating all these villagers, and so they hire an expert. They band together. They lasso the thing. They They capture it. They put it in a zoo. If that 30-foot crocodile was in a room with Vladimir Putin, the only thing Putin would be afraid of is that the crocodile's blood would stain his $50,000 Persian carpet. Putin doesn't give a damn what anybody thinks or what anybody says. He's seen the sanctions. He's seen the the actions and the statements and the rest of it. He's not impressed. Yeah, Martha Radich asked um, Blinken yesterday, when he started rattling on about sanctions, she said, I got to interrupt you there. Is there any evidence that sanctions ever work? And I loved that question because that's, what, that's yeah. what I wonder. His answer on that I thought was pretty decent. He said, it's like the dog that doesn't bark. You don't know what things you curtailed from happening that would have otherwise happened with the sanctions. That is a good answer. Although I think at this point you would have to offer up such crippling controversial sanctions that Germany and Italy, for instance, would balk, and then you'd sanction them. I mean, it would have to be really serious actions. Otherwise, Putin Putin's getting away with it. He, he has hackers that he tolerates in his country where he finances. They screw with America. He has like two layers of plausible denial, and he's enjoying himself. I'm so. watching Putin right now. He's on the Today Show, and he is one confident man. He's leaned back in his chair. He's got that smirk on his face. He has zero Fs to give, as the kids say. Yeah, I'm, I'm rubber and you're glue. Bad names bounce off me and stick to you. Exactly. That's one of the reasons you don't want to have a, a joint conference with him. Because he starts saying crap like that. And, you know, how do you, how do you respond to that without looking like he's, you know, winning the day? <laughs> right, right. I'm telling you, that 30-foot crocodile opens its jaws at Putin. Putin smiles. The crocodile thinks, what the F is this? Well, remember, Biden was asked by George Stephanopoulos, is Putin a killer? And Biden said, mm-hmm, absolutely. So he called him a killer. Yeah. So that's what he's going into it with the attitude of. Good. Well, and Putin's thinking, of course I am. Yeah. Finally, you people are growing up. <laughs> 
Uh, by the way, speaking of Putin and Russia and Iran and a couple other bad actors we've mentioned, there's a, just a blockbuster editorial that I agree with completely in the Wall Street Journal that America's energy gift to dictators going on right now is one of the greatest self-inflicted wounds in our history, what we're doing with energy policy. It is it's practically suicidal. Well, it's not suicidal, but it's a self-inflicted wound. Plus, speaking of moves of the current administration, there is so much money washing around, banks don't even want deposits anymore. They don't want them. They don't need them. They're like, keep your cash. We don't need it. Interesting. It's just the disruptions to the economy that are going on right now, and and they will have effects, are are really amazing. We'll talk about that. Uh, Bill Maher was on fire. Uh, Boy, some of the the falseness and stupidity of critical race theory that so many people are falling for. we got a big, we got a blockbuster show. Do you have Olympic fever? The Olympics are getting, oh, you don't? No, and neither does anybody else. Okay, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have brought it up. It was disappointing. This is gonna be this is gonna be a weird Olympics if nobody's there and nobody watches, <laughs> which might be the case. And Japan is still trying to say, or at least the Japanese people don't don't hold them, don't come. We, we don't want you. We don't want to. We don't care who's the fastest runner. <laughs> anyway, we got all that stuff Joe mentioned on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Onion headline, man beginning to worry that best meals are already behind him. (laughs) 29-year-old man thinking, yeah, I probably can't eat like I used to, so I just... Yeah, true that. (laughs) Kind of funny. Um, So this is making the rounds on the internet, and the question is, is it real or not? Hopefully by the end of the day, Snopes or somebody will uh, uncover whether this is fake or not. By the way, it's Donald J. Trump's birthday today. He's 75 years old. That's often forgot. He's only three years younger than Joe Biden. Mm. Um, He doesn't come off as near as old, but uh, he'd be a very old man if he ran again. But somebody has a picture of tickets. Well, I'll just I'll read what it says. Oh, my God. Just saw this on Facebook. This is just insane. These tickets are being sold for as high as $1,200 on QAnon sites all over the Internet. And they're tickets for the second inauguration of Donald Trump as president of the United States, August 15th, 2021. There's some Internet thing going around. Oh, my gosh. That he's going to be uh, president again in August. And then there's some news claims that he's telling people that I have don't, no idea if any of this is true. I haven't got the slightest idea. This sounds like a joke to me because the tickets are printed and it says special musical guests Ted Nugent and Kid Rock. Yes. Eh, it just seems like that's a little too much. I find that hard to believe. Are people buying them? Are people getting money off this scam? I'll bet they are. Well, that, yeah, but, but, uh, well, I don't know. You think there are people that seriously think there's going to be an inauguration on August 15th with Nugent and Kid Rock? Yes, 100%. Okay. Absolutely. I don't know if it's 10,000 or 100,000, but the answer is absolutely yes. Interesting. Talk to a guy whose buddy played golf with Donald J. Trump the other day, less than a week ago. He, uh, did, he did not strike the fellow as a guy who's getting ready to run for president. He was enjoying his life very much. Mm. Yeah. But it's in my guess. He has no interest in it. He just has interest in keeping everybody's attention and, and, and driving uh, the people he dislikes crazy, which he's very, very good at. So he, uh, a handful of, uh, Kind of practical stories for you. 
First, Kevin Williamson with a great piece in the National Review about why you should worry about inflation. He cites a number of different skyrocketing sectors that we've been talking about. But he points out that when the only tool, really, the Fed has to battle inflation is raising interest rates and raising them significantly to try to squash, you know, just all the factors that cause inflation. No time to get off on that tangent. But simultaneously, the federal government is in, is acquiring unthinkable amounts of debt at practically zero interest rates. But as interest rates rise, that debt will become more and more and more expensive to service. And then Social Security, Medicare, taxes, everything that has to do with government money will change and change like crazy. So... Just the idea that we can keep acting like a just coke-fueled nut job out on the town in Manhattan in 1987. It, the world just doesn't work like that. The piper will be paid. There's this. The Wall Street Journal reports that banks are telling their corporate customers to stop making deposits. The banks don't want any more deposits. They can't make enough money lending at these low rates at this point, And there are world record zillions of dollars of deposits in banks right now. They rose by $411 billion to $17.09 trillion between late March and May, which is by far the record. People are paying off debt, which is great news, by the way, but corporations with trillions in deposits are sticking with conservative investments and the rest of it, and the banks are saying, we don't want your money, which is really a strange situation. And finally this, I agree with this completely. The U.S. is barreling toward one of the greatest self-inflicted wounds in its history. This came into sharper focus last week when President Biden suspended oil leases in Alaska's Arctic National Wildlife Refuge, ANWR, even as Russia and the organization, well, OPEC, announced production increases. Mr. Biden's anti-carbon fusillade will have no effect on the climate as global demand for fossil fuels will continue to increase for decades, no matter what the U.S. does. Meanwhile, Russia, China, and Iran will take advantage of America's astonishing fossil fuel retreat. I believe that. God, we are so dependent on OPEC for so long. And finally, thanks in part to Donald J., became energy independent, one of the greatest producers in the history of the world, and we could give a finger to the the I uh, the uh, you know uh, ISIS and Al Qaeda supporting dictators of the Middle East if we needed to. We didn't have to kowtow to Russia, or Iran, or anybody. We had independence. And here's the key point, and this is so true. They go into a bunch of pipeline policy here, which is interesting, but would get kind of long. If we just kept our energy independence and were as efficient as possible while exploring green energy with the incredible innovation and economic might that only the United States can muster, we will lead the world to green energy faster than any other plan. This giving up our independence, shutting down pipelines, the rest of it, all it is 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 a symbolic gesture that puts us, again, uh, you know, at the knees of, of the Russians and the Iranians and the Arab world and the rest of it, but nothing changes consumption wise. And, and this is, this is also true in like lithium mining for the electric cars that we're all supposed to want, right? We do this stuff way cleaner, 
way more environmentally responsibly than anybody else on Earth. We also do it without slave labor, without crushing indigenous populations, without raising entire cities and saying, you know, F off to the inhabitants. We do energy way cleaner than the people that we're going to be buying from because we don't want to produce our own. It's just it's so frustrating. That's really interesting, but clearly true. Yeah. Yeah. So here's a politics story that I had been ignoring. I'd heard a couple of different places that uh, people in the White House were unhappy with Kamala Harris's performance last week. When I hear stories like that, I always think, is that true or not? I mean, because just... There's, there's been, well, and there are 350 people who work at the White House, or 3,500 or something. So, yeah, some of them were. But that story rings true to me. Yeah, I, I just never know. I mean, there are so many stories like that coming out of the Trump White House that would turn out that they'd, they'd ask the particular person and say, no, I never said that. Um, so I, I just never know. But this is uh, Chris Siliza uh, of CNN. Um, he's a lefty, and he um, said on CNN, several allies and former aides to Vice President Kamala Harris had flashbacks last week as they watched her fumble a politically sensitive question during her first foreign trip. So if he's reporting that on CNN, I think it's likely pretty true. Yeah. Well, her whole, I've never been to Europe, was just idiotic. I mean, universally regarded as idiotic. Yeah, well, there's a reason she had to get out before Iowa even happened among Democrats. But so, yeah, that whole giggle thing, so she she needs some handlers to say, don't giggle. It, it, it doesn't work. You think it works? It doesn't work. Yeah, oh, and there was a reason that in her home state, she was going to get waxed if she stayed in the primary. It's because she's a dope. If you miss any of the Armstrong and Getty show, you can always get the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. Putin give an interview to NBC. We've got some highlights from that. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty show. Mr. President, President, are you waging a cyber war against America? Where is the evidence? Where is proof? It's becoming farcical. We know it well. We have been accused of all kinds of things, election interference, cyber attacks, and so on and so forth. And not once, not once, not one time did they bother to produce any kind of evidence or proof, just unfounded accusations. Yeah, they've presented plenty of evidence. Um, it's you know, if you're old enough, you've heard people like this saying crap like this your whole life. Sure, deny, deny, deny. Um, I haven't heard this next one. I'm kind of interested uh, in how Putin is going to respond to this particular inquiry on NBC News today. When President Trump was asked, uh, was told that you are a killer, he didn't deny it. When President Biden was asked whether he believes you are a killer, he said. I do. Mr. President, are you a killer? (laughs) Over my tenure, I've gotten used to attacks from all kinds of angles and from all kinds of areas under all kinds of pretext and reasons and of different caliber and fierceness, and none of it surprises me. So as far as harsh rhetoric, I think that this is an expression of overall U.S. culture. Of course, in Hollywood, there are some underlying deep things in Hollywood, macho, which can be treated as cinematic art. But that is part of U.S. political culture, where it's considered normal. By the way, not here. It is not considered normal here. Ha ha! Of course I'm not. I've had all kinds of political attacks, I'll tell you that. 
he is an amazing human being. As a hockey player, like you mean? Yeah, just his skills. He scores seven goals every time. No, shirtless and, alligator wrestler. He's pretty keep, good at that. Keeping in mind, amazing is not necessarily a positive. It's like you know, if a giant grizzly bear eats me, that's it's, it's thirty feet. It's a giant bear. It's an amazing bear. I'm not happy with it. But Putin is obviously brilliant. He's utterly cold-hearted. He's clever. He's got great emotional intelligence. He understands how human beings work and think and uses it to his advantage. He's a master manipulator. I hope, and I really do. I never root against the United States. I know a lot of people in our polarized politics, they do root against the other side. But I want Joe Biden to have one of his sharp days. I hope he's had, you know, um, um, whatever the sh- whatever the shot. Remember, Trump said they give him a big shot in the ass before the debates. I mm. hope they give him one of those shots before he walks in to talk to Putin. I want him to be on his game in the Putin meeting. Right, right, and make our U.S. interests clear, and make it clear to Vlad that the whole ransomware thing—that's got to end. Yeah, I'm, I'm wishing him well. Absolutely. In particular, he's got to say any more incursions into Ukraine, and NATO will uh, come to their defense. I think he's got to say that. Hmm. Is it true? Well, there's that. I don't know. I don't know. History would suggest that uh, we'll make very strong statements. Very, I mean, super duper strong if he takes another ch- chunky Ukraine. Well, put more binko biloba or jinko, whatever that stuff is. <laughs> yeah, but put, put in your cereal. Well, wheat germ or whatever gets his brain going. They gave him a big fat shot in the ass and... Yeah, yeah whatever you, save up two weeks' doses. <laughs> whatever you got to do. I want Biden yeah. to be on his game on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, here, here. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know. I just don't have a lot of faith in that. I'll wait and see. Joe, Joe Getty takes do. a wait and see attitude. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. What else am I going to take? At this Watch point? me. Why have local newspapers collapsed? There is a reason. We now know it. It's not that complicated. So stay tuned for that. I thought we knew that already. Is it a new thing we know or an old thing we know? It is a new thing we know. Really? Mm-hmm. I'll be danged. I can't wait to hear that because I'm a huge newspaper fan. Have been since I was a little kid. But first, a very quick note from our friends at Simply Safe. They want you to feel safe and secure in your home through great technology, but also the great people of Simply Safe Home Security. Yeah, the great thing with Simply Safe is it's simple to set up, simple to use. A lot of times, these I've seen people who have these setups, they finally go, ah, forget it. Nobody's going to break in tonight anyway, because it takes too long to set the darn thing up. You order Simply Safe, you go on the uh, the website, simplysafe.com slash Armstrong to get the deal. But you order it, click around a couple of uh, times to get the setup per- specifically for your home. You set it up yourself. When it gets there, and now you've got this fantastic service 24-7 from Simply Safe. To learn more about how Simply Safe can help protect you and your family and their great staff, visit simplysafe.com slash Armstrong today to customize your system. Get a free security camera just for using our code. 60-day risk-free trial, so there's nothing to lose. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong for that free security camera. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. We're always hearing the argument that if local news goes away, it's going to be the golden era of corruption. We've said it here on this very show, and that it's you know important for a civic society, it's etc 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 we also have heard over and over that the reason local news has collapsed is because 
Facebook and Google and all these different things have taken all the ad money and blah, blah, blah. For some reason, ignoring a Pew Research Center study from not that long ago that found an astonishing 42% said they would not miss their paper much or at all if it went away. 42% of people said they would not miss their local paper much or at all if it went away. Mm -hmm. Even though 74% said that civic life would suffer a lot if the local newspaper died. So the vast majority of us believe, oh, we got to have the local newspaper. Or it's going to be tough for our town. But a pretty big chunk of people say, but whatever. Well, I think if you offer people engagement or amusement, they will take amusement about, uh, I don't know, eight to two out of ten people. There are just so many ways to be entertained or, or even interested. You know, I sometimes I'm a little dismissive about, you know, you're playing video games or whatever. Maybe you're just a really curious person. Now you have sources to read about quantum mechanics, which Jack brought up earlier. Or you look in the Kevin Williamson piece in the National Review. You thought, wow, inflation. Yeah, well, how does that work? What's the story? Maybe you're looking into that. You just have so many alternatives. The, the the local newspaper was such a big, expensive endeavor, but it survived and thrived because it was among few choices. More than 2,000 newspapers have vanished since 2004. Think about that. Yeah. 2,000 newspapers that have gone away. That's amazing. Um, uh, money made from newspapers have halved. A recent Pew survey found that only 14% of people said they have paid for local news in the previous year. Only 14% of people willing to pay for local news in the previous year. Oh, boy. Yeah, I haven't. And I'm more up on local news than most people, I think. Uh, Duke University study of 16,000 local news outlets in 100 communities deemed that only about 17% of the articles are truly local. That's because uh, the revenue has gone down so much you can't afford to hire the people to actually dig up the local news. So you just reprint national stories. And, of course, that leads people to thinking, well, if, if you're going to put the New York Times story on the front page of my you know, local city USA, I'll just read it in the New York Times. I don't need to get then the local you have paper also. Two people going through the police blotter and or printing press releases from local organizations and calling it news. In 1940, when the population of the United States was less than half of today, American newspaper circulation was greater than it is now. That's a pretty amazing statistic. Yep, yep. yep. It's it's going to have an effect and not a good one. It's too bad, but perhaps the beast will evolve and find a different way to fulfill its needs, Only... or it'll be the golden age of corruption. Well, it will be. That, that yes. That's guaranteed. We will, when things get bad enough, then we'll start really hankering for local news, and then websites will evolve, and they'll make money, and they will hire reporters. But things will have to get really bad before we do that. I just want to know how to cash in on it myself. I've made it clear I can be bought over and over again. Nobody's made any sort of offer whatsoever. How do I get in on the age of corruption? But it'll take a pretty big scandal in every town in America before you'll be able to set up a website, hire some reporters, charge people a fee to, to read the news, and people mm-hmm. will be willing to go along with it. You'll need a major scandal in your town. Yeah. Or it turns yeah. out your city manager's making a million dollars a year and you know all that sort of stuff. I, I'm, I'd be surprised if even that were enough. So Bill Maher was on fire the other day. Uh, wearing mask outdoors is idiotic, all right? It shouted at people walking by you. 
Um, and then you're then an idiot. Put yeah, up your dukes just idea. in case. Yeah. It's a good idea. As you walk past people, shout, "You're an idiot." Yes, and uh, and also probably yeah. Hour three, we'll get to this uh, toward the top of hour three. Rental cars are insanely expensive right now. You've probably heard this if you've tried to rent a car. I mean, you, you're trying to rent a car for three days. You might have a four hundred dollar bill. I mean, it's just insane. There are alternatives to rental cars that are getting really popular and really efficient. (laughs) (laughs) Good guess, but no. No, we'll tell you about that in hour three. If you can't hang around, grab it via podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. I see people on the street walking outside with a mask on like you moron. Bill Maher on his show Friday night on HBO calling people wearing masks outside. Effing morons. There you go. They Uh, are either ideological cultists, practically, or just ignorant of the facts. I live in a town that's full of people wearing masks outside. And uh, but anyway, um, um, Bill Maher is doing a better job of arguing against wokists than uh, practically anybody else in America, possibly because, uh, you know, only Nixon could go to China. Only Bill Maher can go to the young progressives as he's a progressive himself and say, listen, you're 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 out of your mind on this stuff. And uh, this is what he sounded like on Friday night. But those of you who are over 50, how often did you ever see how often did you ever see advertisements on television with black and white couples? Not a joke. I challenge you, find today, when you turn on the stations, sit on one station for two hours, and I don't know how many commercials you'll see, lay eight to five, two to three out of five have mixed-race couples in them. (laughs) I'm going to tell you. I know it sounds kind of out of left field, but actually Uncle Joe is pointing liberals towards something they need to be more aware of. They have a bad case of progressive phobia. That's the phrase coined by Steven Pinker to describe a brain disorder that strikes liberals and makes them incapable of recognizing progress. If you think America is more racist now than ever, more sexist than before women could vote, you have progressive phobia and should adjust your mask because it's covering your eyes. He talks about all the different uh, ways in which the country has moved so much the direction that progressives want on race, sex, women getting to do things, all the all the different stuff. And uh, and there are groups out there that for some reason want to pretend that it's worse now than ever. Right. Well, that's your moral pretext for demanding what you want. You claim nothing has happened. There's been no progress. You can't say, I've already gotten everything I've asked for, but I want more. Because it's just not as persuasive, so you pretend. I live in a college town that, in fact, it was graduation weekend, so it was, uh, it was something seeing all the young people with their sashes getting their pictures taken and stuff like that and just thinking, man, you're heading out into the real world now. Things are about to change. But um, 
Uh, it seems like a college town full of all women, yet there are still all kinds of uh, the various get-togethers and groups and stuff like that to try to boost women in college. Are there any dudes at this college? I don't see any. Right, right. Well, the numbers are, are starting to get overwhelming. Women are disproportionately represented in undergrad, in law, in, in everything, but really sciences. And yet, right, the, the activism continues. It's kind of, uh, well, it's progressive phobia, I guess. So we're big fans of the Elizabeth Holmes uh, story around here. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was going to call for one more Bill Maher clip. Can we okay. squeeze that in, 15? We date human events, A.D. and B.C., but we need a third marker for millennials and Gen Z. B.Y., before you. You the world existed. Well, just that the oh. world existed and functioned very nicely, very well, and not not like you've heard. Oh, it was racist and sexist and horrible. I mean, there was racism and sexism, but it actually functioned pretty nicely before you came along to lecture us all on how humankind ought to behave. Um, they're meeting as we speak, Biden, with various world leaders, and as uh, more news comes out of there, we'll tell you about it. The um, the other countries are not going along as much as we are hoping on saying mean things about Russia and China, but that's not a surprise. Uh, we're fans of Elizabeth Holmes around here. You remember who she was? She pulled off one of the greatest frauds in history by pretending that she had a uh, a new product where she could tell if you were sick from a drop of blood, and uh, she couldn't. It was a lie all along. But her trial's coming up. I'm kind of excited about that. Just a single drop of blood. There's I can a, tell you everything uh, nobody, I need no, to... Elizabeth, nobody, nobody believes that anymore. With my, right. shoe, my machine over here... I can put here. Give me your finger. I need to finger stick both. You of You can raise ten billion dollars with that machine, but that's about it. You're, oh God! Thank God, you. Okay, now you I'm can't gonna put do that without my, my permission. And then we're going to go to lunch with my wolf. <laughs> it's, it's a regular <laughs> dog, you nut. Oh boy! Ooh, it's <laughs> so, a wild one. So I thought this was kind of a funny story that as the trial is coming up, because it was a big company, you know, and then they're they're trying to act like. You know, you know, remember the whole thing was she was the female Steve Jobs, and she always wore the black turtleneck to kind of seem like Steve Jobs. She was always on Charlie Rose and talking. And she about, made her voice unnaturally low for some reason. Yeah, it helped with my fundraising. Apparently, it did. But anyway, it was a real company for a long time, and a lot of heavyweights poured gazillions of dollars into it. And so there's all kinds of swag, Theranos swag that exists. And as yes. the trial's coming up, it's really hot. And I got to admit, I wish I'd have thought of it earlier before the price went through the roof on some of this stuff. I'd love to have a Theranos coffee mug. Or they had t-shirts or lab coats or all kinds of different things. Oh. Some of this stuff is fake, but there's also real stuff because they you know, they were a real company. I'd love to have a Theranos coffee mug. Oh, that'd be so cool. <laughs> I want the lab coat. <laughs> Those might be phony. I don't know if they were selling actual lab coats or not. Um, she was the youngest female billionaire, self-made entrepreneur, and, and uh, all that sort of stuff. Well, I remember she was on the cover of every single one of those dang money-oriented magazines you generally just see at the airport. Yeah. Uh, she faces 20 years in prison if convicted of the various fraud charges against her. As do a handful of other folks there at the uh, Fraud Central. I heard an interesting pushback the other day, though, that uh, from a legal standpoint, 
in Silicon Valley, overpromising and underdelivering is something that they just they the, 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 all kinds of companies do all the time. There's a gigantic fake it till you make it aspect of a lot of the tech innovations. Sure, that sure. Even going back to like Edison, uh, Steve Jobs famously did stuff like this with Apple during some of their early presentations. Well, right. And if I were going to get lawyerly, I would suggest that if you're in the business of innovating, you could absolutely say we're getting really close. And you might be right and you might be wrong, but that's the very nature of what you're doing. Amazon, Tesla, there's a certain amount of that going on with them. But they were to, like, Elon Musk didn't have a gas-powered car he was calling electric. <laughs> you're not Silicon Valley material. I mean, when they get people to testify that they were actually taking the blood, running it over to a regular lab and having the uh, you know the information given Our to them. Our business him. partners. And then, when, <laughs> and then when people would get back from lunch, they said, oh, yeah, we did this in two seconds in this magic box. I mean, that's just fraud. I think we're getting a preview of the defense from Ms. Holmes. <laughs> Didn't your lawyers tell you to clam up or anything? This is a I'm sorry, my what now? It really is the equivalent of if Elon Musk had said, I've got this electric car that gets this many miles, you know, and, and it, was a, it was just a gas car. That he just put his <laughs> he shell put a filter on the tailpipe. He yeah. took a Toyota Camry. He takes the plastic part off. He puts the Tesla part on top of it. Here's my Tesla. That's Alec, what hey, they your, your wolf just peed in the corner of the studio, Elizabeth. Well, it's marking its territory. In the wild, they cover miles and miles of territory, and this is how they I communicate. Was just, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was being sarcastic. It's a regular dog. I, I don't suppose it will come up in the trial, but I would love it if it did, if for some reason they got into the whole her lowering her voice thing. that would be. Could that come up in the trial? Would there be any legal reason to get into that? Or is that mm. part of the fraud? I'm making my squinty face. I can't think of anything. <laughs> Why do you have to talk like this? I mean, is she going to testify in that up. voice? <laughs> if I'm a lawyer, I just try to go lower than her on, on every question. How <laughs> low can you go? Are, oh, is, is this your name, Elizabeth Holmes? Yes. Is it? Yes. Is it? Yes. Can you say <laughs> what your business model was? Is it really? Armstrong and Getty.